a lot of things in it just based on the rules they had established yeah for jedi and sith a lot of the things that happened didn't really make sense to me Mm -hmm. and i think that's why it didn't fit and that might have led to my disappointment yes that too as a rule um in terms of that i agree with you totally and here's the hardest part for me as a star wars fan completely fine with the movie loved it as a star wars fan as someone who really likes to get into film theory what makes the story good what makes execution good i thought it was garbage in terms of pace in terms of the fact like i said there are things that you know when i watch a movie and they say things and i'm like this sounds like fan fiction that's when you know something's wrong you know um and with that being said when they did the whole like oh you're palpatine's daughter all this stuff i also felt like okay so they went straight to reddit found out exactly what the fans wanted and put that in the movie so there wouldn't be backlash like there was in the last jedi but i felt like the sequel trilogy got banged up like a a pinball in a pinball machine where yeah. they just flung it up and it went ding, 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 and it just flew all over the place until it fell in the hole to the point that it was like uh it, it was a, it was like a crazy flappy man in the wind you couldn't catch it you know what i mean these people it's you know it felt like the definition of a cash grab yeah. by the end it's really it's really hard and see now i'm having your issue where it's really hard to talk about the movie when it really again it feels like they're all like the movie was was made to tie a bow on what was ultimately a pretty unsatisfying sequel trilogy yeah felt like a cash grab and uh like honestly they couldn't have given two shits about star wars really as much as disney was like okay well let's make something that's cookie cutter so we don't so we make sure this investment was worth it not something that you know like it broke standards you know right and one of the things you got to look back at like what would always and this this is something that kind of sucks you look at the best movies of the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy and the original trilogy was um you look at the original trilogy which had the empire strikes back broke the mold it was shakespearean um in the way that good guys didn't really win they got away barely but they didn't win revenge of the sith was the end of an era of peace and we 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 see the complete military coup of you know and then dictatorship and totalitarianism um enforced mm-hmm. and in a way the last jedi was made to be kind of that that rule breaker too where they took the convention and flipped it on its head but I felt like it was something they ultimately never followed through with and then so incredibly doubled back on in Rise of the Skywalker 
in the way that, well, everyone wants to see these old characters again. Guess we're bringing back Palpatine. Well, yeah, I guess we're bringing back Palpatine. Uh, and it's not so, it's not like I wasn't excited. You know what I mean? Ultimately, yeah. when when you hear his laugh in the teaser trailer, it's like, oh, man, this is like this is super cool. And I thought, cool, the way they're going to break the mold is to have First Order, old old um, Imperials, and Resistance, right? And there would be three factions going at war. No, Palpatine's just basically manipulating the First Order to get what he wants. So Kylo basically goes back to being, you know, he's he's an over-glorified apprentice more than anything. Um because he's still doing what Palpatine wants. Yeah, does he get power? Yeah, but he's still doing what Palpatine wants and that's that is at the end of the day um an old overused Star Wars um thing. Yeah. I Oh, I love Star Wars. I'll always love Star Wars. I mean, I own I bought it the day it came out. I yeah. bought the last Jedi that came the day it came out. You know what I mean? And as as films, they're entertaining, and it's more Star Wars, you know. Yeah. Um, but I really, you know, it was good because a lot of people got more Star Wars, and not everyone was clearly in love with the prequels, right? But I'm still in love with the prequels because that was new Star Wars when I was a kid. Something that's going to be really good about all these new Star Wars is is that this sequel trilogy is new Star Wars for the nine-year-olds that just wanted more thought it was the coolest thing ever and then all of a sudden they're getting more they get to look at the pictures in the magazine of this new character it's gonna be so cool i wonder what he does and i'm gonna get all these action figures and and you know the 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 cool thing is that the the magic of star wars is spreading it continues to spread yeah um and at the very least disney is clearly gonna you know learn from the mistakes and they kind of are already in terms of they I think they made they were really trying to make safe bets in the sequel trilogy and just found out that super fans are really hard to please <laughs> and okay we already know that they know what they're doing as far as Telling a very broad story across multiple movies. Yes. Because they're responsible for the Marvel movies. Yes. Okay. To have one overarching story that connects 22 separate movies. Yeah. They know how to do it right. Mm-hmm. And it's just frustrating that they won't do that same thing for Star Wars. Yeah. Like you would probably know better than I would. Was there one producer that was on the entirety of the trilogy? Uh yes, and I can give you one very defining fact about it. Was he drunk the entire time? No, it was Kathleen Kennedy. Okay. And she's been a producer for years with Steven Spielberg. You could probably find about a million gazillion pictures of her sitting next to George Lucas over the years, Steven Spielberg over the years, and she got appointed as uh, president of Lucasfilm when okay. it was acquired as that Kevin Feige character. Okay. Um, I can tell you that a news report said that uh, the showrunner of The Mandalorian, Jon Favreau, uh, made a strict rule that he didn't want Kathleen Kennedy on set 
Okay, so... As it relates, so... Um, and clearly, The Mandalorian is the best thing to come out of the acquisition since... Right. Outside of Star Wars land. But... Rogue <laughs> Disney, One. We still have Rogue One. Solo was even good, you know? Like, yeah. it's it's just... Rogue One was the <clears throat> only one of the... Of the cinematic releases of Star Wars since the acquisition, Rogue One is the only one that did not disappoint me even slightly. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, it made me more satisfied with the original trilogy after seeing it because it closed that plot hole. It did, and it bridged the gap very well. Exactly. So there's... Uh, it's just it's so so frustrating that to see that there it's like see you know how to do it you can do it good yes very where much were so. the people involved with Rogue One on this trilogy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you look at how cohesively well the the Mandalorian is executed just because they had a showrunner on the entire right. thing. They had a guy who made the series from the ground up. They brought in they, sure they brought in new directors, but that didn't stop them from having such a you know a cohesive feel to the entire thing. <clears throat> so you, I mean that's you you make a great point in that. It just needs one voice, one vision to carry through the rest. Mm-hmm. So long as you don't stray from that vision, do what you do what you like yeah you know get whatever performances you like bring in whatever cast you like and everything but Mm -hmm. keep that central story going yes very much so and uh, i just don't think that they they really um i don't know it's tough here's the deal i mean do we do we feel like it was uh written and directed by reddit yes (laughs) very much Um, did that stop the dialogue from between Ben and the ghost of Han Solo? Not the Force Ghost, just a memory of him from making me cry and sob like a little baby. No, I didn't see that coming for miles. That's easily my most favorite part of the movie, and not just Han. It's that dialogue of when when he turns around, and it's the exact same. It is the exact same lines almost. Of, of him and it's Ben right after his mom dies she talks to him and in a way forgives him for doing what he does and then Han Solo's there he's like hey kid and it's all these same lines and he's like give it up and and Kylo who's clearly distraught not like I feel like being a shit distraught but like I'm tired of being like this distraught right and and his and Han says let it go and then you see Ben's face break he looks about this close to breaking down and he says dad for the first time and Han Solo says what? nothing go ahead I couldn't couldn't hear you anyway because you weren't in the mic Ben says Ben Ben says dad and Han Solo says, I know. And I was like, my face was a waterfall. 
I was destroyed by that. I was like, this is the most effective emotional mo- moment in this entire trilogy. The entire trilogy. And for that reason... That point was what made me think this was written by Reddit. <laughs> what? That whole interchange. I was like, that right there is... That's what the fans want. That is 100%. Yeah, well, the entire movie was, but the that doesn't mean the dialogue couldn't have been nailed any better, you know. Yeah, it's it's the stuff like Palpatine's back and Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter that makes it the Reddit thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that. That was more so than anything. The lore. I I thought that including Han Solo in it. I don't think anyone expected Han back because Reddit I don't I don't think anyone really suggested that would have suggested Han in Reddit because he didn't use the force. So he couldn't be a force ghost. And that's why most of his lines were the exact same as in The Force Awakens, because it was it was Ben getting another chance to do it. Okay. And do it the right way. Also, yeah. he turns around and he hucks the lightsaber. Have you seen the the edited video of that, the meme online? I'm not. Okay. Well, there's a there's a um, there's a nice little video of Ben taking the lightsaber and he turns and he hucks it off, and then you hear this mechanical sprinting, and then General Grievous coughing, and then this wide shot and General Grievous diving off the side of the ship for that lightsaber. Oh jeez. <laughs> He's like, ah. <laughs> oh, it's good man. stuff. Yes. Nice. <clears throat> So there were lots of cameos. There was it was very funny at the very least. We got the force healing power that they had also incorporated through the Mandalorian. But I think we're pretty much agreed that the sequel trilogy, yay more Star Wars, sad it wasn't a little more. Um I'm always happy for more Star Wars. I wish it was I wish I wasn't as disappointed. That makes sense. That makes sense. So in that in that case, do you do you wish they made a better sequel trilogy or do you wish that they never made a sequel trilogy? Oh. In the way that like we're tired of more Batman movies, you know? I was was it best left alone? I was hoping for another Star Wars trilogy. I was not hoping for more Skywalker trilogy Mm, mm -hmm. i think that the skywalker story was done and over right when when vader's body burned yeah i think that this newer trilogy should have taken place maybe a hundred or so years after because the Basically, with the first order, yeah, the original trilogy gets discounted. You're not wrong. Um, with with Luke, um, retreating. I mean, what, was point of, what was the point of Ewoks dancing? Mm-hmm. If <laughs> if you know we were just gonna get the first order mm-hmm. instead of the Empire. What was the point of Luke's regression? We already saw an entire trilogy of movies of him just not, you know, just learning to use the Force. We never got to see full blast Luke. Right. 
you know, which now if we had, if it had been, say a a century, century and a half past, the Republic is now in danger again. The Sith have arisen, and the Jedi are have learned from their mistakes. They're not mm -hmm. a political weapon anymore. Yeah, they are now just a religion. That's not in service to the Republic. Right. Okay. And now the Republic's in danger. They're going to the Jedi and the Jedi are like, we are not going to be the, we're not going to be the, your police. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to, we're going to protect people. We're going to protect mm -hmm. people that ask for our help, but we're not going to be your police. We're not going to be generals of your armies. Right. And I'm really glad you bring that up. And, you know, that's a pretty good pitch in the same way that uh you know i i was thinking like for them to have maxed out without basically redoing the entire original trilogy i would have loved to see a different more evolved form of sith emerge but the rule of two was not always a thing and the old republic which by the way is now canon um and they're planning on doing movies of the role old republic anyway what, they did not always have the rule of two. The rule of two was only instated after the old republic, and for that reason, um, they could have had a completely different sect of Sith from the outer rim, outer rim approach, and we could have had a full on like thousands of red lightsabers versus thousands of green and blue lightsabers kind of finale, which would have been different. Oh yeah, way different. Yeah, if we had had a if we had had a religious war instead of a political one yeah that would have been that would have been in line with star wars mm -hmm. that would have been fucking epic yeah so epic and it would have been satisfying in a way that these this latest trilogy wasn't and if they had done it like you know the jedi are going into meditation and they're looking for guidance from the force and one guy in his meditation sees a force ghost that sounds an awful lot like Joker from the animated series of Batman. Yeah. Just, you know, bring bring them bring the skywalkers in being like you're having the you're having your trials like I had mine. And kind of relating the wisdom and the knowledge from that former battle and what uh -huh. happened afterwards and everything. If people really, really, really want more Skywalker, yes, that's how you do it. You don't continue the story and be like, oh, yeah, you're good thing we rebelled and everything. You know, we had about, what, six and a half months. Roxy, nobody thinks you're cool. Shut up. No. Pause. Let me take care of this. Uh, while he takes care of that. I did happen to find the uh, Duel of the Fates lyrics on Reddit, for those of you who want to know. Um, lyrics read as Kora Mata Kora Ratama Kora Ratama Yuda Kora. So if you want to sing Duel of the Fates, like word for word, it's, it's Kora. Mata Kora 
Ratama. That's how it goes. Except there, there's a million of them at once. Oh, You're yeah. gonna have to. Yeah, it's cool though. Yeah. Duel of the Fates probably but, one of the definitive. Star anyway, Wars as things. I was saying, if you know, instead of this, you know, hey, great, we overthrew the empire. Here's six and a half <laughs> months of Republic before the military just <laughs> rebuilds, basically, and shits all over us. Yeah. Something that really bummed me out was in early negotiations, something they were talking about was that there was going to be another Death Star and they were they were going to build another Death Star. And he, this was early like rumors of what they were talking about in the writer's room. But guess who is helming the Death Star? General Leia and the Republic. Ooh. Right? And it creates that moral quandary. Things like that where they introduce it at the start and you're like, oh shit. And then it turns out the Republic is building it because General Leia is afraid of it happening again. Her homeworld was destroyed by one of these things. She needs to be able to have something that's powerful enough to stop that again. Right? Ridiculous. And then there's a military coup and all of a sudden it's not hers. Think about the shit Leia would be going through if that was her fucking fault. <laughs> you know so granted yeah. the military coups aren't, aren't aren't the best i feel like there there are about a million ideas you could have done but ultimately this the, star wars ended up being the sequel trilogy ended up being a almost piece for piece rehash of the original one um outside of you know the the it, it, the general idea of it obviously not piece for piece the Force Awakens was a, a lot closer to being a piece for piece uh, uh, yeah, recreation. Yeah, Force but Awakens was basically just an update of A New Hope. A New Hope, yeah, very much so. But you get to The Last Jedi and it feels uh, uh, different, but it was almost too different. Granted, we got the throne room scene out of it. Oh, oh, the throne room scene. I can't even. Um, something I'm really happy about in Rise of Skywalker, something that I caught on my second view is that Ben has very Han Han Solo uh, uh, impersonations. There were times where he's talking to an officer on deck and he gives them the Han point. Yeah. And he's talking to them with the Han point. And I'm like, it's like Darth Vader doing Han Solo things. And I'm like, this yeah. is this is what pulls it off, ultimately. Seeing those, those kinds of... There were a couple of times he did that. There were other things he did. Like he pointed and shot someone without even looking. When he took out the Knights of Ren, that was super cool. But they, someone made a really good point online that the Knights of Ren were literally there to establish scenes. <laughs> they were like the Knights of Ren were in the show. They were like, we're gonna establish a shot of the Knights of Ren, so they can't complain that the Knights of Ren were not in the movie. <laughs> Plot twist: they still weren't. <laughs> Kylo Ren wipes them out. Also, yeah. the Force Dyad was really cool when she's able to give him the the lightsaber when he's there. That was pretty cool. And, oh, that's when he does the smile thing, when he's got it, like, behind his back. And yeah. then he pulls it out. That was a cool moment. That was a good one. Um, Now, I'd like to, to cap off the, the talk about Rise of Skywalker with uh, the kiss. Oh, the kiss. I felt... The kiss that no one knew 
that Disney thought that everyone wanted that in actuality no one fucking wanted. 100%. That is another thing that Reddit Ben Ray Shippers wanted. And I'm not uh, – I've never felt more awkward in a movie theater in my fucking life. Dude, that felt so goofy. When they kissed, it, I was just like – It was really, 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 really hard for me not to verbally be like, oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I know incest porn's becoming more mainstream and everything, but this is huh? – I almost spat out my water. Oh, Jesus. So, um, I was the kiss. Uh, it's like watching a brother and sister kiss. That was not. It was. For them to go no from literal mortal enemies trying to literally destroy each other to kissing at the end of the movie, it was rough. Yeah. Super rough. So, and then, and then he dies. Um, I would like episodes, uh, 10 through 12. Okay. Want them to do do a 10 through 12. Bring bring us Ben back. And let Ray chop his head off. She'll be like, that kiss sucked. Worst kiss of my life. <laughs> I was <laughs> drunk. <laughs> Cut his head off. <laughs> Ta-da! That credits roll instantly. Just kidding. I digress. I'm sure they won't do a 10 through 12. But we are going to get the Old Republic out of this. Plus, Ryan Johnson is also apparently working on um, a trilogy of his own, which is apparently not Old Republic. But um, let's 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 do a little bit of moving on because this is a really good – this makes for a really good transition for me because you were talking about <clears> – <throat> If you had a if you had a shot at the script, you would have made it this kind of thing where like the Jedi would have refused to be the police, where they'll help people, but they won't be a part of the war. There's right. a gigantic theme in the Clone Wars throughout it that the Jedi, for participating in the wars, were only a part of the problem. And the final season of Clone Wars that they released on Disney Plus, which was phenomenal had a storyline that actually directly related to a character this is one of the strengths of the clone wars and they do three to four episode arcs about uh um conflicts and different stuff so they'll have an arc where it's like um just the droids they'll have another arc where it's our our clone troopers um because there's commander rex commander cody there's a bunch of them that are actually like super cool um and have personalities uh, that you get to know throughout Clone Wars, and you really, really like them. And in one of the arcs, at the end of the the last season before they got bought out and Clone Wars got canceled, Ahsoka Tano was accused of corruption and disbanded from the Jedi Knights. Now, I'm starting the Clone Wars. Oh, you're starting it now. I'm about five, six episodes in. So I need to cool my shit. Um, that being said. Now, <laughs> now I am I am online on a, bun- a number of Star Wars forums and things. So I'm assuming so, this didn't come as a surprise to you. It doesn't. It, um, some of the stuff I've read based on this. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, oh, holy shit, I have to watch Clone Wars. Yes, yes. And so that's what started me on watching it because mm-hmm. some of the things they were saying that they were doing in this show, it was mm-hmm. so compelling. I was like, I got to see this. Yeah, this Maul's, Maul's arc, amazing. This sounds like what I wanted out of the prequel trilogy. Yeah, exactly. But um, so yeah, they do they do have a storyline in the final season where uh, there's a couple of girls that are orphans, and she's like, you know what what a Jedi told me to do after they chose to uh, let my parents die to to uh, make a stri- strategic military move. They said that it was part of the Force, and it's what the Force wanted. May the Force be with you. So no thanks. I don't really like the Jedi. No. <laughs> She's saying this to Ahsoka, and you're just kind of like, ah, yay, shades of gray. Um, and then the final episodes will probably ramp you up because you've seen the intro of the Clone War. It's like war drums. See, when you watch it on streaming services, it tends mm-hmm. to skip the intro. Oh right. Okay. Cool. They treat the final arc like a legit episode of star wars cool and it plays like the b-side on the cassette tape that is revenge of the sith nice and it's so good they got ray park the actor who plays uh the actor who plays darth maul to do mocap as oh, Maul. nice. Yes, so, like, it's got one of the best lightsaber fights of all time. Um, they uh, really talk about the Mandalorian Wars, the early wars, that uh, was originally the Jedi versus the uh, Jedi before yeah. Sith were problems. And that's also the origin of the Darksaber was the first Mandalorian Jedi who said, well, I'm not quite a Jedi, really, so I'm going to make my own... So he has this black lightsaber, which we see, uh, spoilers for a very dated show now. Not dated, but still, The Mandalorian, uh, where the Darksaber appears at the end of The Mandalorian um, after the the Imperial Inquisition of The Mandalorians, which Moff Gideon uh, is the perpetrator of. So... The the lore itself is completely worth it. I'm really glad that they finished it, and it wasn't like a flat, like, oh, was this really worth it? No, it was worth finishing, and especially the way he wanted to do it. Yeah. You'll see when you finish it, and you'll be like, you'll you'll come back to talk about it and be like, holy shit, Daniel, you were not kidding. <laughs> yeah. Once I get over my last airbender kick, yeah. I'll get into... I watched Rebels as well. And Rebels, initially when you start watching it, you start thinking, oh, this is a Disney Junior show. This is like a Disney cartoon. This is not This is not going to be nearly as good as Clone Wars. And it ended up being just as good as Clone Wars, like really good. Um, it continues the Maul arc. I know you're going to love it. Um, and it introduces a lot more aspects of everything, including Ahsoka's involvement, um, where Ahsoka's been – and really absorbs and changes up um, the way you look at Clone Wars in the way that Ezra, the main character who becomes the Padawan, <laughs> and he's so cool, uh, they end up 
basically kind of voyaging through the the destruction of the Clone Wars as well as like the early Imperial days. So you still see the new stormtroopers. You see uh, a young Leia being, you know, mischievous. Uh, and Ezra kind of discovering the, the Force and being cool. But uh, there's one arc that really, that really, when I was like, okay, this show's something else, that uh, is good, was when Ezra and some of the crew of the Ghost, that is the ship they're on, they arrive at um, a military base from the Clone Wars because they're trying to steal some uh, shield generators. And when they show up, there are battle droids who say, Jedi, get them. And what they don't know is that uh, these these robots were somehow, these droids, these battle droids were not deprogrammed after the Clone Wars. They think the Clone Wars are still happening Okay. And so they're fighting, and then they make their way in, and it, 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 they're captured. And when they're captured, there's a there's a droid general too who's making these strategic, strategic positioning um, moves, and they're captured. They're tied up, and and he says uh, any last words, and they say, "Yeah, that's an imperial cruise ship headed for us right now. That is a destroyer class, and they're just going to kill all of us. They already programmed the majority of you, of you after the Clone Wars ended." And they're like, oh, no. And the droid sits here, and he has to debate. And he says, well, the most logical solution is for us to join forces. <laughs> and so after making that point, Ezra essentially ended the Clone Wars with a Jedi droid truce. <laughs> and nice. yeah, at that point, Cannon, his, his master, who was also a Padawan during the Order 66, says... <laughs> Ezra, you just ended the Clone Wars. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> so that was really cool. Um, and then they also find, to transition, something called a Jedi holocron. Uh -huh. In a video that will eventually be posted, I will show off some toys I got from Star Wars Land. Hey. So there's also one of these Jedi holocrons in... Uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which this if... Is Master Obi -Wan Kenobi. Shut up. I'm not talking to you. Jedi Order and the Just stop. Stop. But I'm not talking it. So... You cannot stop Ewan McGregor. I can't. How dare you attempt to silence Sir uh, Ewan McGregor? Uh, you're not wrong. So Ezra finds one in that, and also uh, the Cal Kestis, the apprentice of Jedi Fallen Order, finds one of these. And they're super cool. So I'm going to start talking about the merch of Star Wars Land. Me. Because it's Star Wars oriented. One. Me. The Millennium Falcon ride. At one point, you're told by Hondo Asaka? Hondo Okana? Basically, one of the characters that was made specifically for Clone Wars and Rebels, who's uh, a jerk smuggler, but also kind of funny. Um, he's the character in the Millennium Falcon ride. So uh, he's running the smuggling things that you're doing on the Millennium Falcon. Um,. I sat at the hollow chest table, <laughs> took a ta took a picture with it. I took a picture next to a full-size Millennium Falcon, which was the shit. And then uh, at one point they tell you the, to punch the, the hyperdrive, and I knew exactly where it was, and I was able to. <laughs> I had my hand on that hyperdrive before it lit up to indicate what I needed to do. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> it was something I guess the else. The computer had already charted the correct course. Probably. I digress. Um, <clears throat> Star Wars Land is probably one of the better things to come out of the Disney acquisition because it's real deal Star Wars. You get to go and you get to see. You get to live in that space. You hear starships landing and zooming past overhead. The coolest thing is that they actually have human-sized uh, drone flyers now um, that are X-Wings. So you will actually begin to see X-Wings and TIE Fighters flying over the top of Disney World on nice. occasion. Yes. I can't imagine it's safe in any fashion, but uh, it's still cool. I'm down. Well, it's probably more safe if uh, they have, like, cast members flying them as opposed to fly your own X-Wing. Oh, yeah. Right. I'd never do that. <laughs> so um, while I was there, we ate all kinds of weird Star Wars dishes. I had a, a braised barbecue um, ribs on a blueberry muffin that looks like one of the rations that Ray gets at the beginning of Force Awakens on top of a red cabbage salad. Super weird. <laughs> but also super cool. Their carbon, f- carbonite freezing food in the background of this, of this restaurant. Um, and as you're going from place to place, there are like droid parts everywhere. There's the droid shop where you can make droids. This is R7. By the way, like, this black and pink Astro unit, it is remote controlled. I'm not going to turn it on right now, though. What was probably the coolest and most magical moment that I hope to witness you do one day, Rich, is the lightsaber building dude. process. Uh, don't spoil it for yourself, anyone. It's a very magical moment, but you build a lightsaber, and they sell kyber crystals of all kinds of colors at... Uh, at Star Wars Land, among other things. So, um, there's a wall. You can get a Jedi holocron and a Sith holocron. Um, you turn them on. They say the things. It makes a lot of noise when I fire it up. It just looks cool, doesn't it? It's, it's just like, like, I can't not. So, it keeps making noise until you make it stop. And then, it'll keep going for a minute. So here's what I do with my kyber crystal. I pop it open right here. I take one of the kyber crystals I purchased. I need more, but my original one in my lightsaber, green. This is a purple I purchased. message from Mace Windu. Or two. Or three. The Jedi didn't seek this war. It was thrust upon us. But lightsabers are weapons, not decorations. We must use them to protect the light. I think he's talking about Peter. It probably is. It's it's Samuel L. Jackson. Not really, but, you know. I didn't speak out the penis. The penis was thrust upon me. It's true. Um, you will get different people in all of your um, 
all of your kyber crystals too. So Mace Windu's the only one you're gonna hear through purple because he was the only one with a purple lightsaber. But yeah. um, you need to pop a red crystal into a Sith holocron, which is triangular, to get a message. But that doesn't mean you don't get something cool when you take your red crystal and pop it into your Jedi holocron. Adventure. Hey, excitement. Hey, hey, Jedi craves not these things. You are reckless. Uh-huh. Everywhere. Anger. Fear. Aggression. The dark side are they. Once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. Yoda's dying words. <laughs> so. Yoda was also a liar there. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. He did. He did. Um, but he had never seen it before. You know what I mean? And that, one of the coolest things that Dave Filoni, the creator of Star Wars, said. Not Star Wars, sorry. The creator of uh, Clone Wars in general and Rebels. Um, clearly George Lucas was. But if anyone understands Star Wars like George Lucas, it is Dave Filoni. Um, he was also brought on to help produce The Mandalorian because The Mandalorian is going to end up tying in with Clone Wars and Rebels. And so uh, Dave Filoni made this really great point on a podcast that um, Qui-Gon Jinn knew the Jedi Order was full of shit. <laughs> yeah. And that's why he chose to – save Anakin and train Anakin because he was like this kid's clearly powerful your bullshit rules about love are dated it's clearly I'm gonna do this anyway you know and that Yoda was a strict believer of that clearly and that's fine he was still you know an amazing teacher but uh and you say that and he was ultimately wrong that's kind of the biggest thing is that there are failings in the way of the Jedi there's a reason they fell apart you know uh what? No. Are you just enjoying this right now? I'm 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 having fun. Are you? Do you know what I'm holding? <laughs> Your sabra. My sabra. Your sabra. This is uh, one of four builds you can get at Savvy's lightsaber shop. Ooh. This is an old Republic hilt. There are four different kinds. You can get a Guardian of Light, which is pretty standard. You can get an Inquisitor Hilt, which looks more Imperial. You can get this old-school Knight of Wisdom and Strength and Defense, which is a lot more in line with, like, Old Republic style. And then there's a Nature one where you can get a Rancor Tooth Pommel, and it's a lot more nature-oriented, yes. Um, It's got heft to it. There's a lot of weight. There's actually a video online. They make dueling sabers for people to actually fight with. Yep. And uh, someone actually did a test, and these lightsabers last way longer. So it's worth the money. You get to choose your pommel. You get to choose the handle, the switch on both sides, the middle and the top part. So you do all this kind of a pain in the butt to line up but then also on the pommel there is a little holder so if you want to take the blade off which you can you can carry it around and it looks cool blade bull pretty stock 
Can you hear that? Yep. And then... Ooh. The blade. What it's green. Very bright. Green's my color. Green is totally my color. Um, it, the sounds aren't perfect on it. You definitely... So, it doesn't have impact here because the sensor's in the hole. Uh... So, when you strike it with things, if you are having a legit lightsaber fight, not only will this last, but you will get the sounds. And, when you move it around, my cat's watching this. She's loving it. Let's nice. just say this. It has enough weight and handle that I do enjoy pulling it out uh, at least one once a week. You like to whip it out. We got you. I like to whip it out on the regular. I can't help nice. myself, okay? I <clears throat> While you were building your lightsaber, I bought a scream saber. A scream saber? Let me let me see if I can find it. I think it's out here. Oh, I hope it's out here. I don't know what this is, but I want to see it now. I desperately want to see this. <clears throat> Listeners. Oh, there's your scream saber. Um, here's my kyber crystal. Taking it out. So there were several Jedi with different uh, green sabers, right? Yes. Luke Skywalker had a green. Yoda had a green. And... I am a manifestation of the Force. A Force that consists of two parts. Living beings generate the living force, which in turn powers the wellspring that is the cosmic force. Qui-Gon Jinn. Nice. Which is incredibly suiting because I think Qui-Gon is the reason I wanted a green and have always identified as green. That's a scream saber. What is that? So, you turn it on. It makes the noises, right? Well, yes. Say you want it to make a different noise. Say you want it to be your voice. There's a little record button here. So you can hit the record button and go, Oh my. Oh wow. I can't hear it. Is it supposed to make the sounds when you swing it? The mic's just not picking it up. I don't think the mic's picking it up, but you are swinging it, and it is saying, oh my. Which is hilarious. Okay, so when you turn it off, and the blade is supposed to retract, uh -huh. whatever you said, it plays in reverse. Oh. So it just went, That's so funny. Backwards. My wife and I saw these in a store. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like a no-brainer. Yeah, I would have purchased that. There's button on here that you can change the sounds to be Chewbacca. Uh-huh. TIE Fighter. R2-D2. Yoda. 
Where is it? What else? Huh? What else? Just all those? I don't know what that sound just was. What? Sounded like a Furby. It might be a Porg. <laughs> might be a Porg. Duly noted. So while you were getting the scream, Saberel, I went ahead and I changed the Kyber Crystal to red. Ooh, to red. Oh, and it oh, works. You can change the color by changing the Kyber. That's BB-8 for sure. Yeah. So for those of you who aren't on the video, I'm now holding a red saber. You can do this with all the colors. Um, probably now the... Jawa. Now it's what? Jawa. Oh, perfect. Uh, a really fun fact about collecting kyber crystals is that every one in 100 red crystals is a black crystal. Ooh. But you can only get them out of the red, which really sucks. And uh, it doesn't actually turn your lightsaber black because you can't actually have black. There's right. a reason the black saber in the show has a white stroke. Is because light is not black in its core, so it doesn't really turn black. And right. if it was a black light, it would just look purple or blue. So that being said... Those are the goodies. I'm not going to turn on my droid because we've spent enough time talking about Star Wars land. But okay, Rich, at some point when this pandemic is over, I I would I would like to go to Star Wars land. Yes. At one point, I would like to be with you guys when you go because uh, I need an excuse to go get more kyber crystals. Because I need a blue kyber crystal, I need a yellow one, I need an orange one, because they have all the colors. Yeah, I'd definitely be getting an orange one. Perfect. I would totally get an orange one. And then we can play with real lightsabers instead of uh, our other ones. Instead of scream sabers? Yeah, that's what I meant. And not, pen <laughs> and not, not penises. What's next on the agenda, Rich? What's next, next on, on the, the agenda? Yeah. Well, we discussed Rebels. We discussed Star Wars Land. The High Republic. The High which Republic. I am unfamiliar with entirely. Oh, well, cool. I get to tell you about the High Republic then. It's going to make you a happy boy, I think. <laughs> if you like to read, there is a new line of adult novels as well as uh, children's novels comics and the like set in a time based on an obi-wan quote that said for thousands of years jedi were the protectors of the galaxy and enforced justice so you take what the the jedis the jedi that we saw in uh the whoops i'm doing this in the wrong order you take the jedi that that uh we saw in the beginning prequels and you multiply that by about 1,000. So they're adorned in gold. It is an ancient time, but it's still Star Wars, so it's still futuristic, right? right? But there's a ton of Jedi, so it's their way of making a really cool prequel, prequel series. Now, um, Google some of the imagery. On, on your computer for me so you can you can kind of see. There is a uh, Wookiee side character that I know of. Adorns uh, a blue lightsaber. 
Um, they also have some new saber designs, including the double the double protector saber in the color of yellow, like Ray has at the end of uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. Reddit made it this time. Um, and uh, the art for it looks really cool. And it all starts with a tragedy. They just released the first chapter of the first novel of the of the High Republic, which okay. has uh, which is um, basically a magnificent uh, hyperspace accident. Now we've seen in the Last Jedi uh, after what is known now as the Holdo maneuver how it can completely desolate a ship. Um, they have channels of hyperspace for this, but in a planet very much like Coruscant, where they have the channels, everything's organized, something comes out of hyperspace in the wrong conduit and destroys a massive space station. Oh, snap. Putting the Jedi on high alert and into action. Neat. Yeah, I'm looking at these images. They look really cool. Don't they? Super cool. It's like if Jedi had to be... Um, it's like if Jedi were suddenly... Um, it's like if Jedi were, were suddenly like medieval in a way, you know? Yeah. Uh, I really want to read these, and I'm probably going to. Cool. The, the High Republic. So... Uh, yeah so a galaxy wide disaster kicks off the literature and it's all the books just like the art for it looks super cool um all the new lightsaber it looks like they have all kinds of lightsabers they have they have a cross hilt that's not um there's an image here that's yoda in his prime yeah that might be it. So they have double blade lightsabers that are um, a lightsaber, but it has two blades coming out of it. They have a cross hilt that doesn't have blades on it, but it is a cross hilt. There is a dark saber in the image I'm looking at. It's crazy weird, but it's super cool. I'm into it. This is going to get me back into reading Star Wars, plain and simple. You know, the only Star Wars novel I've ever read was the novelization of the original trilogy. Really? Yep, I never read any of the extended stuff. Well, you are super lucky that you did not waste your time with that, because there are a lot of people who probably still think, and it frankly sounds like, the uh, extended novels were better than the sequels we got. So I might go back and read those and pretend the sequel trilogy never happened. Just kidding, because I still like the sequel trilogy. Uh, so that's that's High Republic. I at least wanted to tell you about that, or listeners. It's a very exciting prospect. Um, they're all wearing like the white and yellow. Like they look like legit old school. Yeah, they look like Vatican level. Yes, Jedi. thank you. Yes, perfect way to describe it. Um, and that picture of Yoda in his prime, that, that picture is fan art, just so you know. Right. I figured. I figured a lot of what I was seeing there was fan art. Yeah. So, Rich, what did you think of The Mandalorian? I 
really enjoyed The Mandalorian. My wife about lost her shit at the end of the first episode of The Mandalorian at the sight of a child. The child. Pretty much like everyone who watched The Mandalorian. It's true. Um, I was standing on the couch. She was... She was really enjoying it. She was very, very frustrated by it because she spent hours after each episode Googling Baby Yoda toys, Baby Yoda plush, Baby Yoda this, Baby Yoda that. None to be had. So much so that when my mother came to visit and she watched The Mandalorian, she actually crocheted a child for my wife. That's nice. Yeah. My they... sister crocheted her a tiny version of the child. Yes. That is how you do a masterful surprise with yes. the baby Yoda is that you don't have any merchandise. You yeah. don't have any like – I mean and this – Oh man, talk about putting putting the show over the top. The idea of a lone Mandalorian trying to take care of a of a baby Yoda. Oh man, now that yeah. is some clever, clever Star Wars. Oh yeah. Clever it Star was, Wars. It was excellent. There were there were notes there that I really enjoyed. Um it overall felt like Firefly. Yeah. It, it really it did. Had that- it had that western and space feel. Uh-huh. The uh-huh. lone gunman with his own set of morals. It's true. You know, and and there was I mean there was so many throwbacks to classic westerns. Mhm. Like mm-hmm. the the one where uh the one that was a magnificent 7 ripoff. Yes. Where they were protecting the village, but they were training the village to protect mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. It was. I was like, "This is magnificent seven. This is seven samurai." Yeah, and that's not. And that's what made it great. Because I mean, it's let's true. face it. There's a reason that both of those movies are classics, and they are essentially the same movie. Yes, and it's because that that plot line works. Yes. I just, and it worked in a half hour format, which was nice. Yes. It's it's really pleasant to see this pulled off, to see the way they they still have the old lore. Uh Baby Yoda being not only adorable but hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Standing there with his soup being the mood. Uh yeah. and then the introduction of also the third the third not the third party, like the the supporting characters. Um, I had a hard time finding any aspect of these sh- of the entire thing that I didn't like. Um, the fact that they brought back the pod racing service droids in the episode that they're on Tatooine, yeah, that was awesome. Um, the end of that episode teasing someone that was that was hired by the the bounty hunter to do. Uh, things that mysterious person in the boots i i don't think there's any way that that person is not wearing mandalorian armor and that it wouldn't even be crazier for that person to have been wearing boba fett's armor 
Yeah. Easily. They're on Tatooine. There's no other reasoning. There's no reason for those things to touch. There's no reasoning outside of that person to be fucking Boba Fett. Might not actually be Boba, but there's no saying that a Sarlacc uh, didn't shit out the armor. Now, in one of the side books in in, um, post-Disney acquisition lore, actually uh, has a guy running around in Boba Fett's armor who's not a Mandalorian but found the armor and is using it. so we could very well see that but um there's also no telling that boba fett might have survived the sarlacc had to take off his armor but then went uh is looking for his armor again that's probably why they cast it tamura morrison the guy who portrayed Django and the clones in season two of mandalorian there you go it's happening also heavy suggestions that rosario dawson was casted as Ahsoka in season two of The Mandalorian. It's all up in the air, but they have a dark saber. How do you fight a, a lightsaber? With a lightsaber. Yeah. I could see some some Ahsoka with her white sabers doing some uh, fights against some dark sabers. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And it premieres in fucking October. They already shot it before the pandemic. Nice. We're all set. We're there. Good so, deal. The Mandalorian, definitely the way you do new Star Wars. Yeah. I also quite enjoyed that uh, they did a uh, – um, I also quite enjoy the way they kind of put every bounty hunter on the back of the Mandalorian by having a tracker on the child. No yeah. one's been able to get to the child, clearly, but – when he escapes with a child and every single one of those things goes off, I was like, oh, this is going to be an awesome season of people trying to get the fucking child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I think it's kind of funny that um, of all the stuff to do with Star Wars, the TV shows are more enjoyable than the movies have been. Right. It's a little weird. Well, and when I was looking back on it, I was like, well, the main thing that I really enjoyed from the original trilogy was the imagery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, George Lucas was doing crazy shit in film before anybody else. He really he was, was. Stuff with miniatures. Yep. And just making this epic sci-fi world. And that's what sold you on the original trilogy. Because it's, mm-hmm. let's face it, it wasn't fucking dialogue. Yes. He could not, he could, he could barely string a story together with dialogue. Man. Barely. And, I mean, there, it's been noted throughout from all types of people on the production that Star Wars would not be Star Wars without the editor. Mm-hmm. His wife putting together a cohesive good movie based on all of the shit he shot. Yes. So, I mean, even Harrison Ford and and Mark Hamill of all, and I think even Carrie Fisher at some point, they all said that they were like, we had to say the dumbest shit. <laughs> never even made it in the movie, but it was in the script, never made it to the movie, and it was stupid. Carrie would rewrite her lines while they were making Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. 
she she would actually rewrite lines and be like, I think Leia would say this, and George would be like, cool. But that's what makes a good leader on a set is being able to take suggestions from anyone and everyone, uh, keeping that open mind and being like, well, if that's how you feel about it, yeah, go for it. Let's do it. You know what I mean? And I wish that the team that was working with him on the prequels had had the balls. <laughs> Let's do let's do this different. Mm-hmm. But I think he was just surrounded by yes men and fanboys that yeah. he was like, this is what I want to do. And everybody was like, sounds great. Let's do it, boss. Yeah. Because they didn't want to get fired. Well, they had a better idea of what they needed to do by Revenge of the Sith, at least. Because at least Revenge of the Sith was a very, very enjoyable top-to-bottom movie. Not a not a slow moment. I mean, I Revenge of the Sith is still like top three for me in in Star Wars movies. The okay, I will concede that Revenge of the Sith is an enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. I will definitely concede that it was the most enjoyable of the prequels. Yep. But you have to concede that the last fifteen to twenty minutes of that movie was rushed to the point where it is practically garbage. There's no reason for Padme to have died other than just, you know, ah, fuck it, we need to move this along. Uh, Here's the deal. I'm glad you brought that up. There is a large rumor that there's actually... Okay, so Star Wars fans, as of May 29th, 2020, are demanding that the four-hour cut of Revenge of the Sith be released because there is a four-hour cut of Revenge of the Sith. Wow. Uh, they did shoot four, four, four hours worth of that. Uh, the creative team shot a ton of footage, but it's hard to imagine they shot enough for a four-hour story. I mean, it's a rumor. Um, and again, uh, people say the writers of the script originally had planned a different ending for Padme where she put a knife to Anakin's neck before Anakin killed her, but they changed it. Lots of crazy things. Uh, there was also a cut where uh, apparently Obi-Wan trained for the hardest lightsaber scene he had done in all of the movies. And it ended up being too long and they cut it. Yeah. It's the scene where he just pulls down the giant anchor, the giant grand piano on top of the robots when he announces himself in Utapau with hello there. Okay. There was supposed to be a badass lightsaber fight there. Uh, he trained so hard for, and they ended up cutting it. So, uh, yeah, four hour cut of Revenge of the Sith. I would be down for big time. Super down for. I would be down for a different cut. I don't know if I'd be down for four hours. But I'd be down for they remove some stuff, add some stuff. Yeah. A director's cut where something we can watch on Disney Plus, get up and go to the bathroom instead of wanting to leave the theater because the movie's too long. Right. Right. So, speaking of Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's getting his own TV show on Disney Plus. Cool. How does that make you feel? Tired. Tired of tired what? Tired of the same old characters. Yeah. Even one of like even what is easily the best character in the, the prequel trilogy. Because Ewan nails Obi Wan. 
he's so good as Obi-Wan. So good. In the prequels, sure. Yeah, yes. I'd like to see a better, older Obi-Wan over watching Luke and wondering why he bothers. Maybe get a little I, Liam Neeson Force Ghost. I wouldn't mind watching him put around the desert, fucking around with Jala's Tusken Raiders, peeking in on Luke and flashing back to early Obi-Wan Obi-Wan with Qui-Gon. That would be dope. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't mind seeing something like that where he's just like, you know, he's looking through the binoculars, seeing Luke playing around with the with the droids that are mm-hmm. repairing all of the evaporators and whatnot. Truth. Or watching him on a speeder going, you know, over to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. Truth. There's a lot of potential to be had there. Um, there's also a Cassian Andor series coming with Alan Tudyk attached as well okay. as the actor who played him. Just some pre-Rogue One stuff. Kind of some nitty-gritty undercover rogue agent kind of stuff. Rebel spy stuff. I don't okay. know. I don't know. It's too early to say. You know what I mean? But I, hey. I am never opposed to more Alan Tudyk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I am never opposed to more Alan Tudyk in Star Wars. So yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. if that's what it takes to get that, I'm down. Agreed. We'll see how it turns out. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, none of the Star Wars television has disappointed me aside from the holiday special. Truth. You don't like opera Wookiees? There's something a little unsettling about a grandpa Wookiee watching porn on Life Day. You're not wrong. Well, that's everyone's grandpa, though. (laughs) I think we said everything we needed to say. We talked about Rise of Skywalker. We talked about the Mandalorian and all the cool little things in between. Point is, Star Wars is here to stay. We're getting a lot more of it, and it's really cool, and it's really exciting. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. Thanks for joining us for the Star Wars catch-up. Um, it, it did take us an hour and a half. It did take us an entire hour and a half to talk about this. Not not too shabby. Eh. Not too shabby. And there's I had to, Athena. There's Athena. I had to take down my poster of Rise of Skywalker and The Force Awakens not to be disappointed anymore in my room. Yeah. It's sad. I've still got the big three down here underneath the camera. Well, those are epic, though. Those are those are flawless posters of the those original three. Those are amazing three. posters. They really I'm, are. Those are uh, totally worth the price of admission for Comic-Con. I, I, need, I need to look for, for those posters on eBay. No one knows what we're talking about right now. <laughs>